You're listening to The Christian Working Woman, a radio program for workplace Christians. I'm Julie Bastide, and for many years, Mary Loman has been broadcasting the good news that God's Word is applicable to every issue we face in life, and most certainly to those workplace issues. Mary, we've heard that cliche that you can't have it all, and your topic today seems to echo that sentiment. You're talking about the missing pieces of our lives. Yeah, I am, Julie, because it's true that you can't have it all, and living in a world polluted by sin, there will always be missing pieces in our lives. I have some in my life. I know you do too. Mm, Indeed. Sometimes those missing pieces are maybe not so consequential, but there are also those huge missing pieces that truly change the course of our lives. Mm, Yeah, that's right. Things like the missing piece of getting the education you wanted or living where you want to live or or maybe whether or not you have a mate. Yes. And, And you know, from those small missing pieces to the larger ones like you've identified, They often trouble our spirits. They steal our joy. But today, I just want to talk about learning to actually thank God for them. Right. You've entitled this Being Thankful for the Missing Pieces. That might seem like an impossibility to some, Mary. Yeah, and I understand that. But, you know, when we learn the secret of being thankful, even for the missing pieces, that's when we start finding amazing freedom from the pain And we learn to be content with what we have. It's the secret, really, to living joyfully, even with those missing pieces. You know, this is the season of Thanksgiving. So I thought it was a good time to talk about Mm, this. Definitely. Well, I think we're ready to hear how we can be thankful for the missing pieces of our lives. I've noticed that a lot of people I meet and talk with are truly handicapped over the missing pieces in their lives. Whatever it is that is not there in their life's puzzle, they've become obsessed with it. It controls their thought life. It keeps them from enjoying or appreciating the good things they do have. What about you? Would that be true of you? I remember talking with a friend who had been married quite a few years and had always wanted children, but she had not been able to have her own. That's a painful missing piece that a lot of people deal with. And she was sharing the pain with me. But even though she recognized that an important piece was missing, she hastened to add, But Mary, I have so much to be thankful for. My life is still full and meaningful. And she began to recite the good things, the pieces that are not missing from her life. I said to her, Do you realize how unusual you are? While you acknowledge that a key piece is missing from your life and is likely to always be missing, you're focused on what is not missing. I can tell you that she never moaned and groaned about this missing piece. While she felt sorrow and pain over it, I'm sure, she just accepted that no one has everything and life is full of missing pieces. Have the missing pieces of your life become so overwhelming that you cannot see or appreciate what you do have? For 10 years, I allowed what I thought was a major missing piece in my life to control me. I felt that I had to be married for life to be complete, so I was consumed with pursuing and finding the right person to marry. I've shared my testimony many times before of how that obsession with finding this missing piece led me away from the Lord, away from biblical principles, into a life that was self-focused and sinful. What I've come to learn, and I'm still learning, is that instead of being controlled by the missing pieces, I can be thankful for them. 
Now, if that sounds a little too good to be true, let me assure you that I don't live on another planet and I have the same feelings and emotions and struggles as everyone else. And I emphasize that I'm learning this principle of being thankful for the missing pieces. But as I've started to grasp this truth, it has brought such freedom and contentment. I'd like to share a poem with you which really helped me start down this road of being thankful for the missing pieces. I first read it many years ago, and I reread it quite often. I have it written in my prayer book as a reminder of this important biblical principle to be thankful for the missing pieces. Now, the poem uses old-fashioned words, but the truth is still very relevant. An easy thing, O power divine, to thank thee for these gifts of thine, for summer's sunshine, winter's snow, for hearts that kindle, thoughts that glow. But when shall I attain to this, to thank thee for the things I miss? For all young fancies, early gleams, the dreamed-of joys that still are dreams, hopes unfulfilled and pleasures known through others' fortunes, not my own, and blessings seen that are not given, and there will be this side of heaven. Had I, too, shared the joys I see, would there have been a heaven for me? Could I have felt thy presence near had I possessed what I held dear? My deepest fortune, highest bliss, have grown, perchance, from things I miss. Sometimes there comes an hour of calm. Grief turns to blessing, pain to balm. A power that works above my will still leads me onward, upward still. And then my heart attains to this, to thank thee for the things I miss. When I first read this poem, I began to ask myself, where would you be today if you had everything you wanted, if there were no missing pieces in your life? And it was as though God drew back a curtain to let me see how having everything I wanted could have been disastrous for me. Why? Because I might have been lulled into thinking I was self-sufficient and never seen my true needy state. I recognized that the missing pieces had eventually driven me back to God, And as a result, God was able to take the brokenness of my life and use even me for his glory. I could see that it was because of the missing pieces I now have the ministry I have and the joy of knowing that there is eternal purpose and meaning in my daily life. And I began slowly (laughs) to thank God for the missing pieces. Now, let me assure you that God is not expecting us to celebrate the missing pieces, to leap for joy, to throw a party, to pretend it doesn't hurt or matter. But he is asking us to be thankful even for the missing pieces and to understand that those areas of emptiness and unfulfillment can become instruments of grace in our lives. I'm sure you've heard these verses before, but maybe we need to be reminded of what Paul wrote us concerning thankfulness from 1 Thessalonians 5. Be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And Ephesians 5, sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please remember that the man who wrote these words had many missing pieces in his life. 
He was persecuted severely, put in prison, unable to go where he wanted to. There were many things in his life that were not easy to swallow or understand, yet he still says we should give thanks in all circumstances. If there's some key missing piece in your life right now, you may be thinking, but I don't feel like giving thanks for the missing pieces. Well, isn't it great that Paul didn't tell us we had to feel like it? In Hebrews 13, 15, we read, Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that confess his name. When we don't feel like being thankful, we can still offer a sacrifice of praise. A sacrifice of praise is, I think, when we praise and thank God against all our feelings, in spite of our feelings. How do you do that? You just speak words of thankfulness and praise. Words are the fruit of your lips. And this verse in Hebrews tells us to use that fruit as a sacrifice of praise. I know it's hard to do. You feel like a hypocrite when you start saying things you don't feel. I I know. But you are obeying biblical principles by offering a sacrifice of praise. When I find myself in that predicament, I begin by telling the Lord, I don't feel like it but I confirm that I'm offering these words of thanksgiving in obedience to the scripture by faith, not by feelings. And then I say those words of thanksgiving, even if they come through clenched teeth. God will honor your willingness to obey him. He will see and hear that sacrifice of praise and he will be pleased. Interestingly, once I started to speak the words of thankfulness for the missing pieces in my life, then the feelings usually follow. And though I may not feel happy about them, I still can feel thankful, knowing that the God of all the universe is in control of my life and cares about me, and he's promised to turn my ashes into beauty. You know, all of us have missing pieces in our lives. The issue is, how do you handle them? Well, I I guess there are several options open to you. You can become obsessed with what's missing and devote all your energy and time to try to find that missing piece, trying to get what you think is essential for your happiness. And when that happens, you become a self-focused person. And if you'll notice, people who are self-focused are usually pretty miserable. And obviously, that self-centered attitude is sinful and harmful to your spiritual life. Or you may become bitter and angry about the missing piece. Has that happened to you? Let me just briefly remind you that bitterness always backfires on you and turns you into an unlovely and unhappy person. When you start to feel that it's unfair that you don't have what others have and you've been dealt a rotten hand, you're becoming bitter. Or you can learn to accept the missing piece and focus your life on what you do have and the good things God's done for you. Eventually, you can even thank God for the missing piece because you realize that through it, you've come to know him better. I can relate to all these reactions, I think, because I've done them all. For 10 years, I was obsessed with my missing piece, and my whole life revolved around my desire to find what I thought was the key piece missing in my puzzle. And let me tell you, those were 10 tough years. I had no peace and little contentment, and the happiness I occasionally found was temporary and unsatisfying. Often I found myself feeling bitter and angry that others, who seemed less deserving to me, had what I wanted so badly, and it seemed so unfair. But finally I turned the missing piece over to the Lord, and what appeared as so critical before 
became a sideline issue in my life, something I rarely thought about. And that's because God gave me so many other things to fill up the space, and he's shown me that without that missing piece, I would never know him the way I do. How are you dealing with the missing pieces in your life? I just want to encourage you to start learning to thank God for them. Maybe you need to meditate on what I've said, think about it further, make a decision that you will be thankful. You want to be thankful. Pray like I did. Lord, I don't feel it. I don't want to, but I'm going to do it in obedience to you. I'm going to give a sacrifice of praise and thank you for the missing pieces. You'll find a copy of this devotional on our website, and you can access it right now. Maybe you want to share it with someone else who's going through a really difficult time. There's so many people living in this lack of contentment, and God wants you to know the joy that comes when you learn to be thankful, even for the missing pieces. Mary, thanks for these encouraging words. I think it's interesting that after accepting that huge missing piece in your life, For over 40 years, a few years ago, God gave you that peace as you were married to Rex, a godly man. Yeah, it's true, Julie, and I'm really grateful for that. It's wonderful to have a companion, but I'm so thankful that I learned to be thankful and contented with being single and appreciating the good things about that life before I was married. It just makes a difference. Indeed. If you'd like to listen to this message again, you can find it on our website, at christianworkingwoman.org or on your favorite podcast app. Are you looking for more information on how to stay up to date with us on a regular basis? Connect with us on social media. The Christian Working Woman provides biblical and inspirational messages directly to your social media feeds. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. We look forward to connecting with you there. We also have a Zoom Bible study that meets Tuesday evenings, and our current study is one in Philippians. For more information and to register, visit our website, christianworkingwoman.org. I'm Julie Bustide, and we appreciate you spending some time with us today here on The Christian Working Woman with Mary Lohman. Mm -hmm.